A hit and run in Ocoee leaves police on the search. The circus is in town at Horizon West, and December is here. Christmas is upon us. Now, should this be a controversial statement coming from our local municipalities? The date is December 1st, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comments. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the Go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the go. The Ocoee Police Department is investigating the hit-and-run death of a man that occurred around 3.30 a.m. Friday, November 25th, off of Ocoee Apopka Road, close to the entrance of the Forest Brook subdivision. Police are not identifying the victim, but the family has identified him on social media as Ryan McLuhan, and he was 35 years old. Anyone with information about the deadly incident is asked to call OPD's Traffic Homicide Unit at 407-905-3160. That's 407-905-3160. Now, police are also asking nearby homeowners and businesses to check their security cameras for any footage that might help the investigation. Now, again, that is off of Ocoee Apopka Road, close to the entrance of Forest Brook Subdivision. And in some lighter news, the Venarados Circus, created by former Ringling Brothers ringmaster Kevin Venarados, has reinvented the American circus tradition for a new generation. The first time he tried to sell tickets at an event of his own circus was in 2016 in Washington. Now, at the time... The only tent he had was a small stretch of material measuring 10 feet by 20 feet. He said, quote, It was a little framed tent and the artist would hide inside of it and we would put a ring on the outside in front and we'd perform out there. Now he said that that's all that he had at the time. He stated that he had no money for marketing, just, quote, a dream and a few crazy friends who are willing to come along. Now, the little circus that could travels across the country to perform for thousands of people, and now, through December 11th, you can see them perform here in West Orange County, down in Horizon West. So go ahead down to that beautiful area and visit the circus while they're in town. All the details in this week's paper. Now, recently, when a young West Orange high school student named Zion wrote his essay on increasing the bond between the community and law enforcement, he did it to receive extra credit from his English teacher. He never expected to win a Day with the Sheriff contest and have the chance to engage in one-on-one conversations with Orange County Sheriff John Mina. He spent the full day with Mina and other deputies with the Orange County Sheriff's Office, including a visit to the Sheriff's personal office, where he sat in on a senior-level meeting, and many other things with the Sheriff, including flying in a helicopter with the flight crew, 
and you can read about his adventure in the paper. You could do that also by going to orangeobserver.com. That is the website. Also, check it out at the Facebook, the Twitter, all there, Orange Observer. And another great thing about the West Orange Times and Observer is for a very long time, we have been doing the Reading Reindeer, and it is back this year. The Orange Observer is collecting new books for children from birth to age 17 years old. Now, these books will be given to less fortunate children in our community. This will be done through the Observer's partnership with Community Health Center. And you can donate books all around town. Uh, wherever you are in West Orange County, there is a drop-off location nearby, including one of my favorites, Gymnastics USA, right there on 50 in Winter Garden. You know, it's the gymnastics center that my brother and I founded in 2014. For those of you who have been in town for a while, that's the old Kmart building. Um, and we got a uh, we got a drop-off location there, so feel free to stop in and check out the gym while you're there. All right, the full list is online in the paper, though. Okay, the Jimmy Crabtree Cancer Fund is coming together with the help of members of the local community for its annual Brighton Someone's Christmas event this December. The nonprofit organization is collecting donated gift cards to be distributed during the holidays to help those affected by cancer. The foundation was created in honor of Jimmy Crabtree, who died in April 2011 after an eight-month battle with cancer, and he was only 42 years old. Sue Crabtree, Jimmy's mother, said, quote, This is something we can do for people who don't necessarily have a need for money, but maybe have a need for cheer, especially during the holidays. We found out Jimmy had cancer in August, and he passed away in April. So we went through the holidays with him and saw how depressed he was. I think it's always a good time to help brighten someone's day, but we zero in on Christmas time and let them know that we are thinking about them. Now, this is a wonderful organization here in West Orange County. They do a lot for cancer patients throughout the entire year, but this is a very nice special program they have. If you want to get involved with this or generally with uh, the Jimmy Crabtree Cancer Fund, you can visit jccancerfund.org. That's jccancerfund.org. Okay, now let's talk a little real estate real quick. I don't do this enough, but you know, this one caught my eye in the uh, real estate section. A home in the Waterstone community near Horizon West topped all of West Orange area residential real estate transactions this week. The home at Waterstone Loop Drive, just off Lake Butler on the western side, was built in 2016. It has five bedrooms, eight baths, Now, that's interesting. Five beds, eight baths, and 11,419 square feet. That's very huge. Now, it sold on November 21st for $15 million, $15,300,000 to be exact. Uh, And that is an impressive number. All right. Let's enter into the final page here. 
Uh, there are a lot of Christmas events now in play. The city of Akoi is getting into the Christmas spirit as they prepare to host its Jolly Jamboree and Christmas tree lighting event. And in Winter Garden, this weekend, there will be a big Christmas parade, the annual Christmas parade in the downtown district on Plant Street. Now, that will be Saturday at 8 a.m., so you got to get up early for this one. Uh, it's just a wonderful event. And also on Saturday will be the Christmas Golf Cart Parade. That's right. The Christmas Golf Cart Parade is a fun one. Uh, something a little bit more for the adults in a way. But also, you know, as with all things Winter Garden, very family-friendly as well. Lots of kids get involved too. You know, just a good, jolly time. Uh, I will be in that parade with my family's newly acquired golf cart, and I hope to see you there. Uh, But the day before, meaning tomorrow, that is to say Friday, December 2nd, will be Light Up Winter Garden. Yes, Light Up Winter Garden. Now, this is just a spectacular event, and I really do mean it's a special event. Uh, It's kind of like, you know, what you see in the old movies... You know, the whole town comes together. Uh, The mayor, you know, pulls a big switch and everything lights up. And, you know, Mayor Reese actually, you know, I think he normally just has his grandkids pull it, gives them the the honor there. (laughs) But it's a tradition that people in this community adore. It started a long time ago by Mayor Bob Barker. And it's just perfect, you know, lots of Christmas fun. Hymns will be read. Oh, well, I forgot. I'm not supposed to say that, am I? I don't mean to mention that. Not supposed to talk about how preachers come out and speak the word of God on the footsteps of City Hall. You know, separation and all. If you are a longtime listener, you may remember last year a bit of hyper-local controversy when I posted a beautiful photo of the mayor and his wife with my family uh, at Light Up Winter Garden. In the description, I wrote how powerful the evening was, uh, including the reading of Scripture. You know, then all these people started to attack and wail and moan about separation of church and state. To be sure, hundreds of replies were very positive. You see, democracy, that thing everyone loves to talk about, was in full effect on this uh, social media post as hundreds engaged and only a handful, a very sad handful, Maybe half a dozen spoke against it. And they weren't nice. You know, these groups, they alert each other and attack in unison to try to bully people into submission. But you know, that's not me. I I do not back down from my faith. And I never will. You know, although I don't talk about national uh, political items publicly ever. You know, it's not my role to do so. I'm a hyper-local man. 
But sometimes they are forced upon us locally, such as in this case with the separation of church and state stuff uh, with regard to our municipalities saying Christmas or allowing independent preachers to read scripture at the footsteps of City Hall. Uh, Some think that shouldn't be allowed. Last year, someone who professes journalism in our community threatened to sue the city over this. So let me disabuse anyone who feels it is inappropriate for local government or any U.S. government to invoke God. The fact of the matter is, quite plainly, quite factually, the phrase separation of church and state is nowhere in our Constitution at all. As a matter of fact, that phrase, separation of church and state, comes from a man named Thomas Jefferson, who was in Paris when the Constitution was written. Yet, we hang on his phrase as if it was the gospel truth, pardon the pun, for our constitutional interpretation regarding the First Amendment. It is not. But let me tell you what he was referring to. That is Thomas Jefferson, the great Thomas Jefferson, who is the key author of our signature document of values and principles, which invoked God, the Declaration of Independence. Well, Thomas Jefferson, who is not the authority on constitutional matters, that would be more James Madison or Alexander Hamilton, you know, depending on your cup of tea there. But Thomas Jefferson in this letter, where this phrase comes from, well, he was writing to the Danbury Baptist Church, who had written him a letter, they were concerned. You see, back in those days, there was a lot of persecution of different denominations. And in this case, the Anglican Church was engaging in some persecution of the Danbury Baptist Church. So they were seeking Thomas Jefferson's assurances that perhaps laws can be enacted to stop them from doing this locally. Uh, But Thomas Jefferson correctly explained to the Danbury Church in his reply letter that under the newly formed Constitution, there was a wall of separation between church and state, meaning, in the context which he was writing, that all religions shall be free from religious persecution at the hands of government. Not that all government shall be free from religion. That's not what it says at all. Nor did Thomas Jefferson govern in such a manner. He, the most quoted man for the argument of removing all aspects of faith from city halls across America, well, he allowed for churches to use the Capitol building as their meeting place for Sunday services. That's right. Thomas Jefferson, Mr. Separation of Church and State, allowed for church services to use the Capitol building starting in 1800 in Washington, D.C. Now, that's not the type of separation that's rammed down our throats. This was found agreeable to Congress as well. It's all documented. So the objective reality 
is no matter what some judge has said or will say on government and faith-based practices, government officials are fully within their right to invoke their faith and allow faith leaders to speak and gasp, read scripture, even on the steps of City Hall, dare I say even in City Hall, dare I say further even during a session of the commissioners. People of faith are constantly being weakened. It's happening all across this country, but here, even hyper-locally. People are afraid. They feel like we need to not talk about our faith because it's not inclusionary. Even though the practice of suppressing faith is necessarily exclusionary. But this is all happening not because people are not strong in their faith, but because bullies are threatening you. And professors and media types are lying to you. Don't listen to them anymore. Don't be influenced by them and don't be intimidated by them. If you believe If you have faith, even if it's the size of a mustard seed, shout it from the mountaintops. Rejoice. Let us all rejoice in our streets and in our homes. Tell everyone about it. For the Lord has delivered us. This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy and blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.